Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Go ahead, Fiddy. Go ahead. Fiddy's favorites. All right. The category today is the best Panther offseason moves slash storyline. So it does not have to be a move that the Panthers actually pulled off. It could just be a storyline like the Sean Payton rumors, Josh McCown saying, hey, I'll see you in Charlotte to CJ Stroud. Tepper loves Levis that got started at the very beginning of this entire process. Man, I feel like that was actually happening before the season ended. So all encompassing, you can text us as well, 704-570-9610. Some of your favorite Panthers offseason storylines from this past offseason. Let's get it started. Fitty, what's number five? All right. Now, I, I did stick with more of the moves itself. You went the other route because you were disappointed with my list. But starting off here. Number five. Oh, yeah. You know. We're professional. You like that. Look at us. Um, <laughs> so my number five move, I wrote down the signings of Adam Thielen, Route God, and then <laughs> and then, and then then Hayden Hurst because everybody loves a good tight end, especially Frank Reich's offense. We're drafting a, a rookie quarterback, we believe, tomorrow night, number one overall. We feel like he's going to be a big part of what this Panther team does on offense. So a, a little combination there, but my, my number five move was bringing in Adam Thielen and bringing in Hayden Hurst. All right. What do you think, Wes? Do you like this being the fifth most favorite move that the Panthers made this offseason? Uh, yeah, I think so, because I think it bolstered the receiving core. You bring in a proven commodity in Adam Thielen and a guy in Hayden Hurst who Walker, you might not give much credit to, but he did snag 52 balls playing with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. So I will respect that with also Joe Mixon eating out of the pot as well. I'm going to do the West thing where if if I don't give somebody the praise, but West does, that he accuses me of thinking like a DJ Moore is Julio Jones. I feel like you think Travis Kelsey was signed this offseason that had 52 receptions <laughs> for That's Cincinnati. good. Touché. And so Touché. I like Hayden Hurst. I just don't think he's going to be a pro bowler this year, but I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to see it from Hayden Hurst. All right. What's number four, Fiddy? What you got for us? Number four. All oh, yeah, right. That is awesome. You like that? That's what we call a dynamic. Good old classic imaging baby yes sir love it and i'm probably gonna butcher his name but number four i've wrote down the hiring of ejero avero ejero avero ejero avero and the the biggest reason why was upon the hiring like first off fantastic defensive mind he's gonna do wonders we think here with brian burns jeremy chin all those types of guys hearing everybody on this station for 12 hours, butcher his last name oh, and his man. first name. Consistent. Was yeah. fantastic. And then I just butchered it, leaning into it. That's okay. Yeah, that's fine. It took a little while. So immediately, what I'll do, and I did this for John Ledyard, by the way, because we didn't know if it was Ledyard or Ledyard. We just really read his content. You go to YouTube, and then you look up what close people are saying and what the person themselves might be saying. So I looked up an Avero YouTube video that the Denver Broncos released, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, it seems like everybody's pronouncing it wrong. At least he pronounces it this way. So there you go. Doesn't matter. You got it. Number four. I actually think if you're doing just moves, you could argue it should be higher. Yeah. But I like him at number four well, as well. He needs to be mentioned if you're just doing moves. I also lied because I do have like one kind of not thing here, which is coming up next, Dad. Okay. Number three. You know, you kind of referenced it when you were leading into the bit here. 
their quarterback tour when they were walking around or touring around like a bunch of band boys. I haven't <laughs> seen anyone salivate the way they salivated over C.J. Stroud's pro day since I last time ate a perfect medium cooked filet mignon. Okay. I mean, they were drooling. They were in love. They were lusting after him, and uh, it was just a lot of fun watching them just go around because you could tell they were way more into Stroud and Young. Like when they got to Will Levis, it's like when girls swipe right on me on Tinder. <laughs> Why don't, don't, don't do that to yourself? <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Oh, man. That's okay. People, wait. Swiping right is good. They do swipe right on you, right? Swiping, you did you mean swipe left? No. I mean, sometimes like the, the, the caliber of women that are swiping right on me aren't what I want to be swiping right on me. So uh, they're like, well, you know. Oh, okay. Last I, resort, we'll try this this guy. I thought you meant something <laughs> different. Um, it's funny. Here we are at the very beginning of this entire QB tour. C.J. Stroud was the favorite. He was 6'3". Every QB Frank Reich had ever coached was at least 6'3". He had the accuracy. Frank Reich likes ball placement specialists more so than maybe the other QBs available. And now here we are where Stroud is falling in mock drafts. It's crazy to think about where we are now compared to all the C.J. Yeah. Stroud love. I mean, because you're right. Like Josh McCown, the whole, hey, we'll play some one-on-one. -on -one. McCown said, oh, no, we'll just do it when you come to Charlotte. So you're talking about top 30 visits, though, mm -hmm. right? And so that's what I kind of looked at. But we're like, hey, is there something else here? Yeah, crazy how it's all changed. All right, what you got at number two? Number two. All right, number two, pretty basic, but uh, – this was the guy I wanted the Panthers to hire, and it was the, it was the hiring of Frank Reich. You know, we all loved and, and respected the job that Steve Wilkes had done the back half of the year last year, getting this Panthers team in the position to make a run at the playoffs. I don't think the offseason Carolina has had as in totality happens with Steve Wilkes. I don't think Steve Wilkes gets the amount of the, the coaching staff here that Frank Reich has gotten. You know, he's he's a he's a good leader of men, very professional processes, everything, cliche. you know, at, at a really high level. This is his second chance and probably his last stand as a head coach in the National Football League. But this was the right move. It's a big reason why I think our Panthers will be in the playoffs next year. I thought Steve Wilkes deserved it as well. It doesn't mean that I hated the Frank Reich decision. I do think he brings a lot of good things. Wes, if this was Wes's favorite, where would hiring Frank Reich be on this list? Would it appear on your list? Ooh, um, or if you just want to say you don't have I'd a say it probably be on the list because it was arguably the biggest move to this point besides getting the number one draft pick. So I, I would say so. Well, and it, and it got things started, right? Like if we're going to go back as soon as the season ended, that was the biggest question mark we had. Who was going to be the head coach of this team? And Frank Reich, once that decision was in, everything else had a pretty damn good approval rating, right? There was definitely polarization on whether they should have kept Steve Wilkes. Okay, we like Steve Wilkes, but we also like Frank Reich. We eventually shifted into liking that higher at some point, but everything else was met with approval. The only other polarizing move, I think, was Miles Sanders for the most part, but even then, it's not like any anybody absolutely hated it. As West points out, I don't love paying running backs a ton of money, and I didn't hate the move. I'm cool, with, I'm cool enough with it, so yeah, everything else was very much so celebrated last one fitty number one on the panther offseason move slash storyline list number one it's easy it's trading up to get the number one pick in the nfl draft it happened on a friday afternoon and we all knew as a show man the next six weeks are going to be gravy 
we get to talk about rice having, and gravy you know, for breakfast the, even the number one pick <laughs> something we haven't had since we got cam newton here in carolina and it's been a lot of fun the nfl draft and, and talking through it can be an exhausting experience but when you're number one overall it makes it a lot more fun enjoyable a lot easier to do for six, seven weeks. And so that was my favorite move so far of this Carolina Panthers offseason. As monotonous as it might seem, as tiresome as it might seem, I know we talked a lot about Bryce Young, how small he is, all the different QBs. There are plenty of worse places to be when you talk about having to talk about this NFL draft rather than trading up for the number one overall pick. There was movement all along. So all in all, from a content creator standpoint, I'll take this offseason really over any other one. In fact, I'm kind of dreading next year when they hopefully don't have the when number one overall. When they're drafting 32nd because we won that Lombardi trophy. Okay, we! I heard it! We! I say we all the time, though. It's yeah. not like Wes where... Not not Cowboy Fitty, not even Jet, Jet Fitty, Fitty. Not Islander Fitty, Panther Fitty. He's here, <laughs> and we appreciate it. That is Fitty's favorites. We appreciate that list.